Let's go to it. No. Major sports news. In the third minute, Spain and Portugal. World Cup back. It's the third match today, correct? Yes. Portugal on a penalty kick. It's it's not. That should not have been a penalty. Listen, listen, we, 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 we can't dispute facts right now, Jackson. They lead Spain. Does Portugal one nothing on a penalty kick from uh, Cristiano Ronaldo? Cristiano. What did I call him? Cristiano. I know him as Christian. I would prefer to call him Christian. Cristiano Ronaldo one nil Portugal over Spain. You're asking yourselves here in Seattle, why are you guys concerned about this? Well, people, we have a World Cup draft that we did the other day. I was ridiculed on this air. By our soccer guy, Jackson Feltz, for all of my picks. No, for, for France. For France, Argentina, and even Portugal was like, oh, I told yeah. you I told you to oh, pick Portugal. Portugal. I told you to pick Portugal. And, of course, his big team was Spain. He put all in. No, it wasn't. He loved his Spain. It was Germany. Well, Germany and then Spain. Oh, and then they fired their head coach. Yeah, then they fired their head coach. And, oh, stupid. You know, and I was, stupid. I was, your team, your squads are terrible. And all of a sudden, Portugal and Spain stupid. are playing right now. Stupid. So Do you have, stupid. are you watching it right now? Yes. But Spain switched off on that goal, John. It was a long oh, I wish. Oh, uh, well, we'll do live lookings throughout the day on this one. Really? And Portugal, thanks to uh, Fox for that. A terrible penalty call. That's hey! Ridiculous. It's horrible. It's insane. I have no idea what the penalty was. I don't even know what. I don't even understand the penalties. All I know is Portugal. Thank terrible. God. Portugal. Terrible. My team is up one nothing right now on Spain. Now, here's what I want. Let's just play defense. Let's not attack anymore, and <laughs> well, you, let's, let's get on out of there with a 1-0 victory. You need goal differential, so you have to score uh, more. But. Well, I guess, I, I don't know. Really? It's such a horrible call. That, well. that is not a penalty. <laughs> that is not even close to a penalty. I just love how upset that you are in there. We'll talk to uh, Roger Bennett, Men and Blazers, if you haven't checked out their <sighs> podcast, their soccer podcast, and their, and their show that's online as well. Roger Bennett will be in Seattle tomorrow. He's going to join us at 11.45. Dave Sims. In about uh, 14 minutes to talk a little Mariner baseball and also a great event that these guys have uh, coming up on Sunday to the Mariners and the CHI Franciscan uh, Foundation uh, to battle prostate uh, cancer. And so uh, Dave's going to join us to talk baseball, but also talk about that event uh, coming up on Sunday. Again, we just announced our kicking cancer at CenturyLink Field. There's been a lot of great feedback on the text line, a lot of questions. That goes live again. Monday, June 18th at 6 a.m. Uh, with Chuck and Buck there in the morning. It will end Tuesday, June 26th. And again, your chance and our kicking cancer at CenturyLink Field, all, all, all raising money for Strong Against Cancer and the KJR Caresathon, benefiting Seattle Children's Hospital. Uh, it will take place June 28th, Thursday, June 28th from 3 to 4.30. The KJR staff comprised of Feltsy, myself, Slickhawk, Niner Nate, Softy. Softy is all confirmed. Curtis Crabtree as well. Crabtree. These, in the Hall of Fame of athletes at this station, (laughs) we have nailed them all. Now on the fence, Ian, who was a goalie in high school at O'Day. He should be in this. Chuck, what about Bucky? Bucky is unfortunately not going to be available. Of course not. Uh, Fane? Uh, Fane's going to be on the air, so he can't do it. Okay, who am I missing? Well, Shockey can't get down Shockey? there on time. See, he's because he's on the board from from one to three. How and... many people will get injured? Oh God! Of the ten of us, well, if, and... I'm thinking half. <laughs> Maybe it might be that bad. And if I do get injured, who do I sue? 
Do you, the station, or CenturyLink? That's a good question. Yeah, well, if you want to play, if you're a soccer fan, <laughs> even if you're not, you want to play against us on Thursday, June 28th, uh, starting Monday, Monday, Monday at 6 a.m., uh, you can go online, sportsradiokjr.com. The ticket package includes uh, custom uh, kick and cancer at CenturyLink Field T-shirt, sweet ticket for a Sounders match, also a Sounders scarf, and your chance to play against us. Uh, starting on Monday. All right. It's Friday. It's fun. It's a Georgetown beer Friday. Please go out to Georgetown beer and uh, and get your your wonderful beer. Bodie's off. Uh, Lucille Rogers mentioned before. L.A. Woman's out. It's the the fine Colts beer developed with love from our favorite girl down there, Crystal. So go there right now. Uh, we love on this Georgetown beer Friday all uncomfortable radio, and we love stuff that makes us laugh. Now we don't like to do we don't like to do crime on crime. Uh, radio spats here. We don't like to do it in this market. We, we're just, we're against that. Now, we're not against and we are not above other stations across America doing this. Now, the big news, I'll give you the quick background story on this one. The big news that's coming out of New York in the, uh, the last few months has been the return of Mike Francesa. Anyone's ever listened to sports radio, you know the name Mike Francesa, Mike and the Mad Dog. They're kind of the, fo- the forefathers of sports talk radio in this country. Well, there's a rivalry between Mike Francesa and the Michael K show. Michael K is the, the radio announcer, excuse me, the, is he radio or TV? Is he a, uh, TV for Yes Network? For the Yankees. Anyways, he's got a radio show, and there's a rivalry b- between these two stations. He's got a co-host, this guy named uh, Dan, uh, Don LaGreca, who has, has, over the years has just been incensed and enraged about, about Francesca. He hates him. Can't stand him. And he doesn't like the idea that Francesca's come back on the air about a month ago or so and has like beat him in the ratings. And it led to, I just love radio on radio crime, and especially uh, rants. And uh, our guy, Don delivered one of the best. I just don't want this narrative of that he's crushing us. In the last trend, he finished in first, we finished in fourth. Count he how many two times he says, I don't care. That help raise his, his average up. We're killing it on yes, that doesn't count towards the radio ratings. We've got more of a young audience that podcasts us than streams us. That's the stuff that Neil Best refuses to write about. That's the stuff that the Mongos are scared to bring up. So I'm tired of this false narrative. You want to listen to Francesca? Go ahead. You want to listen to us? Go ahead. I don't care. That's one. I've got the contract. I love the job. I've been here 17 years. I built a career that I'm very proud of. Let him do what he does. I don't care. <laughs> but know the facts. Don't let the yo-yos they write their own narrative because they got their head up his butt. Learn the facts. Ask us the facts, because I'll tell you the facts. He is beating us. But let him know about the Yankee games during the day. Let him know about the streaming. Let him know about the podcast. Let him know that we're killing it on Yes. Doing better than Mike and Chris did. Better than Mike and Chris did on Yes. Those are facts. Print that. Tweet that. I'm tired of the false narrative. I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this. I don't care. I really don't care. It's time for the facts. God, I just can't take it. Everything that I just said in my rant is a fact. Look it up. Two Yankee games. The Yankees are killing it, doing seven and eights on radio. Fact. Fact. That we are doing better ratings than Mike and Chris did on Yes. That is a fact. The fact that our audience streams and podcasts more than their audience. Fact. 
So we have the facts. So whoever screams loudest, you can't scream louder than me, and I've got the facts. So I'm tired of that. So write what you want, Neil Best. Scream on all the Mongos on Twitter. Call us up and try to troll us. I've got the facts. She just happened to be listening to the other station, and Donald Greco has some really not nice things to say about you. So I just want to see if you have any response on that. I don't talk about other shows. And, uh, you know, I've never spent 10 minutes with the guy in my life, so I don't know why he'd have uh, things to say about me, but that's you know, it's up to him. I mean, I could, I could care less. It means nothing to me. Now, Neil spent some time in New York. He's listened to, to Francesca. And, like, I, it's whatever. I mean, it's. It, I think you appreciate him if you're a New Yorker, just like here, right? Yeah. An yeah. out-of-towner is going to come here and not get our inside jokes and all that. He's beloved in New York City. Now, he's beloved because he's kind of like the, the animal in the zoo because he kind of he's all over the place. What do they call him, the Pope? Yeah, the yeah, Pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I just love his response. It's a mic drop response <laughs> because, obviously, old, old Donnie, he cares. He yeah. cares a lot. There were six cares in there. Six I don't cares wow. that you counted in the uh, one minute and 45 second video of him saying that he doesn't care. There were six I don't cares in that rant about the rivalry between those two uh, radio stations. I think we need to do this. Classic rant. I think we need we need a rivalry. We need, we need to have a rant. Like Someone needs to go off at this radio station against, uh, against our competitors. Who's it going to be? I'm going to say Fane. It's time Fane has one of these Don LaGreca rants. Step up. And ha- has had enough. <laughs> There's one guy that's had enough in this market. It's Dick Fane. And I think he could deliver it a force. You know who's going to get a chuckle out of that? Is our next guest, Dave Sims. Because Dave worked, I believe, at WFAN back in New York City. He's a New York City boy. I'm sure he gets a chuckle out of this whole thing that's happening back in New York City. Uh, Dave Sims, Mariners broadcaster, will join us next. He'll talk about, of course, the Mariners and a great season. And uh, a cool thing the Mariners are doing coming up Sunday, uh, Father's Day, to raise awareness about prostate, uh, prostate cancer. Now back to Puck It in the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Quick leaderboard check. Dustin Johnson in today at round two of the U.S. Open. He fired a 367. He's your leader. Four under. Currently a four-shot lead over Ian Poulter, who's just underway. He's a one over through two holes, so he's at even par. Tiger Woods. Finish strong, two birdies to close out with a uh, two over 72. He's 10 over for the tournament. The projected cut as of now is nine, so he would miss the weekend, but uh, we'll wait and see here at the end of the day. Uh, Dave Sims now joins us on the world-famous Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. Uh, Dave, how are you today? Doing very well. Puck, what's going on, man? Uh, oh, it's, well, it's a Friday. It's a Georgetown Beer Friday. We're, uh, we're, we're waiting to get on out of here. I'll be honest with you. I'm counting down the minutes that we sign off here at 1 o'clock, and then we make our drive down to Maple Valley for uh, Ian's tournament, the Mayor of Maple Valley Open, play a little golf, a little two-man scramble, drink some beer, have some laughs, that's and a, uh, get a little out of day. control. Yeah, it's a great day. That's a day. That's a plan. Yeah. You must be psyched. Hey, we played. Uh, I don't know if you heard it, but we played this audio that I, I did. I saw it minutes before you, <laughs> right before you play. I happened to turn on the radio, and seconds before that, I was on Twitter. I was you know, just looking up some stuff, and my my uh, my laptop was a boing boing boing, yeah. and you know I know those guys, and I saw Donald Grab. Wow, <laughs> wow. Oh, for, my God. For people who don't. I was, I was getting ready to pick up the phone and call Kay. It's like, what the hell were you going to do to resuscitate him? <laughs> for, 
for people who don't understand, like I, I can't explain the 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 phenomenon of Mike Francesca to people. I mean, I mean, I, I don't even really know. I'm not from there, but I watched that great documentary that they did him and the Mad Dog that they did for the Thirty for Thirty. But I see, I love rants like that. I think they're the best, and they're so funny. And what I love about those is, is that uh, the Lagreca guy. I'm not bothered by it, but he or he says I don't care. But he says I don't care six times when clearly it bothers him. And I just I love all that. Kind of stuff. About, he won about six minutes, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was awesome. Just so good. Yeah, I love you know, I love that, sports that, radio that, back east. Yeah, it's you know I worked at FAN and even before that I had my own show seven thirty to midnight on WNBC WNBC mm-hmm. uh, the opposite end of the the uh, the clock from Imus. And I did that for two and a half, three years. Then I worked with Eddie Coleman at uh, FAN, yeah. uh, I don't know, three, almost four years. And Francesca came on. Uh, him, Chris came on afterwards. Um, yeah, Mike's, yeah, Mike's had a great run. What can I tell you? Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know why Donnie got so upset about it. I mean, it just, come on. <laughs> Jeez, come on. Oh, it's just <laughs> funny. I just, I just, I can't yeah. stop watching and laughing. Um, well, well, listen, we're going to yeah, well, get. In- I, I had the same reaction, though. I'm sitting there going, like, dude, where are you going with this? Why are you doing this? Come on. <laughs> uh, it's just fun. It's, it's like watching a car wreck. I mean, no, that's not funny, but everyone, <laughs> everyone turns, right? Anytime you're driving, like on the freeway, yeah. there's a car wreck. Everyone Absolutely. turns and slows down. You, you can't help but watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to yeah, get to no the, doubt. we're going to get to the cool event, um, and, and raising awareness for prostate cancer here in a moment, what you guys are doing on Sunday. Uh, I thought last night, Dave, it was just, hey, they didn't come out on the winning end. But as baseball games go, I, that was just an awesome game to watch. I was highly entertained from oh, first pitch to last pitch. Couldn't agree more. I was just t- telling a few people that defensively plays were made. Mariners got a couple double plays when they really need, when they really needed them. I mean, Bogarts made that one play where you know balls hit up the middle, dodge to the bag, completes the double play. I mean, get out of here. That was in the sixth inning. Uh, good stuff. And I, I, I was thrilled for Felix. You yeah. know, he gave up a base hit in the first inning. And, you know, he gives up uh, two runs both earned. No crime. Bogart's a hell of a hitter. He had a, you know, he, he tried to sneak a fastball by him. Nobody on in the sixth, a 2-2 pitch. And he got beat. The Mariners had opportunities. Uh, I felt good about the ninth inning. First two guys walked. It didn't look like Kimbrough had a lot of confidence in his fastball. Mm. And he knows the Mariners are a good fastball hitting team. And I was hoping Nelly, you know, I was ready to go nuts with, you know, with Nelly at the plate, and he didn't really get the one pitch he got. He, I think he fouled it off, and mm-hmm. you know, Seeks took a called third strike in the double play into the game. But it was a good game, really good game. How, how do you think they they view this stretch, Dave? I mean, we and the we in the media we blow this up, and and I know the players probably don't, but I also know that the, the players they're competitors, and and I don't how much they listen to the noise on the outside. I think it's more than they ever lead on because. My God, there's, you know, back in the day, you know, when people actually read newspapers, the, the clubhouses are full of newspapers and the TVs are always on to whatever sports show. So they, they have an idea of what is being said. And the narrative with Seattle is, listen, they haven't played anybody all that good. They've beat up on some bad teams. Now they, they can only play what's on their schedule. That this 10 game stretch specific, specifically against Boston and New York is a test for them. Uh, how much do you think they, they're aware of that? I mean, they, they have to be. They, they want to judge themselves against these two teams. Puck, you know as well as I do, these are alpha males in that clubhouse. They're not sitting there with newspapers. Sadly, not enough people are reading newspapers, but they are reading uh, the iPhones and everything that's on the iPhone and social media. They can look at the standings. They see the importance of it. Hey, 
they did as Leotis Martin was a boxer back in the 60s. And, and, and my trainer signs up the fighters and I just knock them out. I don't care who they are. And, you know, it's not their fault. The schedule is what it is. I mean, they got 10 games, 10 consecutive games, Red Sox, Yankees, Red Sox. You know, you don't, you know, you don't have to be a Mensa member to know how important these mem- these uh, these games are. I mean, the two top teams in the league, and the Mariners are right there, number three, starting yesterday. I mean, the Mariners are among the top four teams in the freaking league, so they know what's going on. I mean, that, uh, whether they listen to or don't listen to outside noise uh, amongst themselves and their peer group around Major League Baseball and professional baseball, they know what the deal is, and they know what they got to do, and they, you know, and they know if they can come out after this ten game stretch. With a good number, man, they're going to be in good good position. And I tell you what, it's a hell of a lot of fun to be in this position. Oh, oh my God! I mean, right? I mean, Dave, how long? When was your first year doing games, Dave? Oh seven. I'm in year twelve, and uh, that was the last time I saw the note the other day. Uh, being twenty games over, yeah. beyond five hundred was the first time since a uh, date back in uh, I want to say August of oh seven. Yeah, I mean, and this team's much better than that team. Oh, of course. I mean, we we looked at this the other day, and we I went up and down the roster, and I'm like, it, it was a minor miracle that that team was ever 20 games over 500. I mean, honestly, oh no question. I mean, Miguel no Batista, I mean, Miguel Batista led him in wins that year. Yeah, yeah, no question. And I, I can remember, uh, and that was my first year here. And I remember we went into New York around Labor Day, and my good friend Susan Waldman, who does uh, does color with John Sterling's play-by-play and Yankee broadcast, I remember she kept texting me in mid-August because it was a battle for the wild card. She said, what are you guys going to lose? <laughs> hey, I said, what can I tell you? And uh, they had a good run, but this team's way better. It's not close. The uh, go back. I want to go back to Felix for a second. I mean, th- this has been one of the bigger topics this year. You know, when we talk about, I guess the the negatives of the team has been Felix Hernandez. He's been up and down. I mean, he has sprinkled in a start here and there where he has looked good, right. and, it, and it leads to the topic of is he finally listening to Stottlemyre and listening to these guys to become a different pitcher? But then he'll turn around like he did in Tampa Bay, where he looked great, and then he had that next performance against them, and he and he. He, I don't know if he reverted back, but he, you know, had one of his worst pitch games of the season. The what I loved about yesterday, and I hope that now this leads to more consistency. But it goes back to being the alpha male. It's a Thursday. It's game one of a series. He didn't get the win, but he delivered and he showed up. And to try and send, I think his teammates a message that when we're going to get challenged, you know, when I'm challenged specifically, it's going to bring out the best of me. I thought that was a great sign. The Come way he that he threw yesterday. Yeah, he sent a message to himself. You got one thing you got to love about Felix. He's not bringing ninety seven, ninety eight anymore, but he's got a lot of pride, and he sees, you know, he sees the stats. He sees where he is on on the pitch, on the starting rotation, and he knows what he did at Tampa. He had loud at Tampa. He had really bad fastball location, and, uh, really good mix of breaking ball and secondary stuff uh, last night and in the Sunday game he had here against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, and there's plenty of really good videotape to study on. And he and Mel and those guys, I, I, I really admire the way guys in this rotation, if they do have a stinker, their ability to focus, listen to, you know, what Mellon and his staff are bringing to them, look at the videotape and boom, they make a tweak. They make a correction here and they come out and they do some good stuff. Marco Gonzalez, a prime example of that. Uh, I, I think that, um, this last night against a quality team. I mean, it's only the number one offensive team probably in baseball, certainly in the American League. Uh, to put up a f- performance like that, to go seven innings, eight hits, two runs, a walk one, and strike out six, 
I mean, hopefully that's a jumping off point where he can uh, propel himself to some really good stuff. And, and as we talked about, there's a lot of big games coming up. Our good friend Dave Sims, uh, Mariners broadcaster, joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. All right, uh, Dave, coming up on Sunday, Father's Day, we'll be there. I'm going with my kids, who, uh, and it should be a, a great game. I know it's it's sold out. Uh, it's Major League Baseball's annual Keep Dad in the Game event to raise awareness in the fight against prostate cancer. The Mariners and the Red Sox players are going to wear uh, symbolic uh, blue ribbons on their jerseys, new air caps with uh, blue bills, blue wristbands. Uh, MLB Charities has pledged uh, $50,000 to the Prostate Cancer Foundation for research. Fans can join the cause by pledging a donation for each home run hit through June 17th at homerunchallenge.org, uh, raising awareness for prostate cancer, obviously near and dear to your heart. Uh, back in 2016, you were diagnosed with prostate cancer. You ended up having surgery. Uh, go back to that, that, that day when, when you fi- found out from your doctor how scared? How scared were you when when he gave you the news? Dude, you'd never, you'd never want to hear somebody say, uh, uh, "Mr. Puckett, you have cancer." Uh, you'd never want to hear that, and uh, it 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 sort of it took me back for a second. Then I sort of shook it off because, as my wife says, I'm not a, ha- a guy who believes in a glass half filled; it's three quarter filled. And you know, for a moment, I, I stepped back, and then I said, "All right, what do we got to do?" It really didn't hit me till so I got home and started really thinking about it. And it, it, you know, it's a, you know, you're up against the ropes, boom, boom, boom. But uh, yeah, you focus on what you got to do to to make it better. Um, what test do I need? I remember going to the biopsy. Going, I mean, I was in so many machines there for a while; it was ridiculous. And uh, I thought I was going to have a Hasbro pointed and put it on my forehead. Um, it was. Uh, even now, I'm probably, when I talk about it now, I'm more emotional about it now than I was then. Um, it's beatable. And, and the, the key is, in, in my experience, since uh, I've been in this world, is when, when I talk to guys, so many guys are afraid to get the uh, test. And I, I think of the, the late, great Vince Lombardi. You know, I'm not going to let a doctor put his finger you know, <laughs> up my tuckus. Oh, wow. You know, and, and, and one of his players on, on Vince's, on uh, Coach Lombardi's deathbed said, Coach, if you had, you wouldn't be in this position right now. And, you know, it's a blood test, a quick exam. It's harmless. Uh, no sexual connotations. They asked my, my doctor asked me to, to do a uh, video on my iPhone for a congregation that, of, uh, of a group of guys, and, and, and they were concerned about sexual connotations. Oh, uh-huh. Hey, man, I've got nothing to do with that. Nothing, 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 nothing. The life you save is probably going to be your own. Do what you got to do and take care of business. And uh, I, I've had – it's been really nice. I had a fellow call, uh, reach out to me from Oregon when he saw my story, and he went and got tested, found out he had it, and he since beat it. Uh, and I've heard from a lot of guys like that in the last, what, almost what's that, two years and change now. Uh-huh. So, and uh, my friend Jeff Bostic, who I broadcast Big East basketball, football with for a lot of years, he had it about 18 months before I did. So, when I found out, I got the verdict that, yeah, you got prostate cancer, come on in, let's talk about it. He was, after I talked to the doctor, I called Jeff and he, I said, hey, Hoss, I got prostate cancer. And he said, sit down, let me tell you what's going to happen. And he walked me through every step that, that did, did happen. So, I wasn't shocked or stunned or anything. And, even saying that, hey, man, when you go into the operating room, it's going to be cold as heck. You're going to feel like you're in a hagen factory. And they're going to say, hi, Mr. Sims, how are you? How's everything? Hey, take me. Here's your, here's your blanket. 
put on there. Here's here's something for you to breathe in. And start counting down. I think I might have got to seven, and I oh. was out. <laughs> and next thing I know, a couple hours later, woke up, and there was my, my surgeon on my right and my oldest son and my, my wife on my left. And I said, man, am I going to see you guys. And um, go do it. Real simple message. Get checked up. Make it part of your annual. Yeah, and the CHI Franciscan, they offer, uh, they offer screenings for prostate cancer uh, for men ages 55 years and older, and those at high risk, particularly uh, African-American men, are urged to talk about Amen. the risk and benefits. Yeah, and you can go yeah. to, um, fans can call one 888 to find a CHI Franciscan doctor. More information about prevention and screenings. Uh, you can visit CHI Franciscan's Prostate uh, Services page. Yeah, I, I could imagine uh, how scary that that would be, Dave. And the important thing is there's nothing to be embarrassed about it. And the most important thing no is that what you can tell people is just, and if you're that age and you're, you're, you're around that age, is just to get checked out. That's the most important thing, just to be sure yeah. that nothing is wrong. Yeah, the last numbers, I know we had Michael Milken on a couple of weeks ago, and it's something like one in seven, one in eight uh, American men, one in four black American men are going to mm. get it. So, yes, you know, take care of business. We're crying out loud. And uh, I can, you know, there's a, I've run into people, I, I still to this day keep hearing from guys or, or people or wives who said, uh, you know, we watch Mariner baseball and, and, and saw your story and saw your interview with Michael Milken. And, we're on the case. And that, that's really good news, and uh, this is very treatable and very beautiful. Good stuff. How's the Achilles? Are you going to be out of the boot soon? Got out uh, yesterday. was nice. the first day out. I'm sitting here to, uh, putting my uh, scorebook together, doing some homework. Uh, it's nice to have that sucker off, although I travel with it just as a uh, extra piece of insurance uh, when I get on a plane because you know how it is when you're in the air pressure in the plane. I put the boot on then, but... Hey, it's nice to walk again. I don't take go. that for granted anymore. That's awesome. Well, you guys have fun tonight. Hey, have a- don't you have? Let me let me just say this real quick. Don't don't go roasting anybody in your air. All right. Okay. No, no, no. All we right? just like to listen to other people do it. We don't do it. We just I like to I like to peer into other people when they do it. So I hope more people do it. I, but we'll never do it. I, I tell you what, that was amazing. Oh, it was. I, I got to call. I got to call some of those guys and start breaking some chops. That's. <laughs> it's good. All right, have a have a great call tonight. Go get a win. You got it, man. Thanks. Be good, bud. There is a Dave Sims, Mariners broadcaster, on the call tonight. Root Sports, a little after uh, 7 o'clock. It will be James Paxton and Rick Porcello, uh, the uh, pitching matchup tonight. And James Paxton's last three starts in his career against the Red Sox has owned him. He's got an ERA at 0. 0.39. All right, we're going to break a little early. We'll talk a little soccer. Roger Bennett. If you don't know who Roger Bennett is, he is one of uh, the uh, the duo of men in blazers. He'll be in town tomorrow for an event in Seattle. He's very funny. He's a Brit. They're comical. They're great storytellers. We'll talk World Cup. We'll talk MLS. Roger Bennett from Men in Blazers next. Ginnicott Hills, Westwood One Sports presents this special report on the U.S. Open. Brought to you by CDW. Making IT solutions work for you. It's IT orchestration by CDW. CDW, people who get it. Dustin Johnson won this event in 2016, and he's 36 holes away from accomplishing that feat once again. Johnson all alone atop the leaderboard at 4-under after shooting a 3-under 67 in round two. Johnson says his short game has been a huge difference maker. I feel like I got good control of the speed. I feel like uh, you know, I've got good feel on the greens right now. 
I've putted well for the first two days. You know, you get difficult putts out here with a lot of break on them, and um, I felt like I'm seeing the lines pretty well right now. Johnson is four shots ahead of Ian Poulter, who is plus one through four. Four players are at one over on the tournament, including Tommy Fleetwood, who recorded a four under 66 Friday. Tiger Woods plus 10 overall after posting a plus 272. From the U.S. Open, I'm Lance Meadow, Westwood One Sports. IT orchestration stories from CDW. A medical clinic needs to provide patients with Internet access without compromising their security. But something's holding them back. Their network. So CDW orchestrated a Cisco digital network architecture solution that manages access to secure and guest networks, keeps patient information confidential, and reduces the risk of cyber threats. Security transformation by Cisco. IT orchestration by CDW. Learn more at cdw.com slash Cisco. CDW. People who get it. Score. Flag football is coming to NFL Network. Comes up with a huge play there. Some of the best squads from around the country get their shot at former NFL stars. Let's put the pedal to the metal on these dudes. All for a chance at a million dollar grand prize. Wow. His second interception of the ball game. Touchdown! I'm going to give you your money's worth today. The American Flag Football League premieres Saturday, June 30th at 7 on NFL Network. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Cup draft is now up two to one. Portugal over Spain. Ronaldo, I've been saying it for years, best player in the world. How do you let that go through been, your has hands? Has done it again. Oh. A second goal. They're at the half, and Portugal leads Spain two to one. Boy, I really like my squad. I love it. Uh, uh, helping us break it down. Boy, if if you like funny, I'm going to tell you these two guys are funny. Uh, one half of the men and blazers, Roger Bennett, joins us right now on the super studded uh, Beacon Plumbing Hotline. He'll be in town tomorrow for an event at the Showbox Theater. Uh, he's kind to spend a few minutes with us on the airwaves. Roger, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm excited. I'm in St. Louis Airport, and we are flying to Seattle momentarily. I'm about to board the plane All right. once uh, the Spain-Portugal game finishes, but we are bound for Seattle, and I can't wait to see you all tomorrow night. All right, so before uh, let's start there. You guys are in town tomorrow night for an event at the Showbox Theater. So you're kind of a road trip you guys have been doing, taping your live podcast in front of a live audience. Uh, explain the other details of what people will experience tomorrow at the Showbox Theater. Well, we just did our first show last night. We are breaking down the day's World Cup action with a live audience uh, and a ton of guests, a ton of remarkable uh, Seattle luminaries will be joining us. Of course, tomorrow we'll be breaking down France, Australia, mighty Iceland, Lionel Messi, uh, and Argentina, the, the kind of LeBron, uh, and, the, and his squad of J.R. Smiths will be going into <laughs> battle against mighty Iceland. So we'll be breaking it all down. There'll be Sounders guests, there'll be Seahawk guests, uh, there'll be some special guests, and just raising a glass and then going to 
uh, the bar afterwards and just celebrating the World Cup with the great football-loving people of Seattle. I can't wait. All right, uh, Roger Bennett, Men and Blazer. The event is uh, tomorrow, uh, 7 o'clock at the Showbox Soto. Roger, are tickets still available if people want to go? We just put 10 more tickets um, up for grabs, so they're available. You can get them via meninblazers.com, also at the Showbox Soto. And honestly, honestly, to come to your city, that remarkable soccer culture, that deep-rooted, passionate, football-loving culture, we cannot wait to arrive tonight. If anyone's ever watched what you guys do, your podcast, it's you don't even need to be a soccer fan. I mean, obviously, it helps to be a soccer fan to enjoy it. You two guys, though, the way you talk about it, you, it's you're infectious in terms of your love for the sport. But how funny you guys both are! How, how did this come about? How did this, you guys create something where it's just probably two guys talking about a sport and then it blows up to what it is now? Um, you know, if I knew, I'd be able to tell you. We've just written a book <laughs> all about our love of football and its growth in America. Uh, called the Encyclopedia Blazer Tanaka, right. and the subtitle is A Guide to America's Sport of the Future as it has been since 1972. And I think to a large degree, we're just beneficiaries of great timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we arrived just ahead of the 1994 World Cup, um, and we've just watched soccer's profile rise inexorably year to year. It was always meant to be the next big thing, like a Rubik's Cube or a pogo stick, and instead it's just grown slowly, steadily, authentically, passionately. You know, America is a great... You watch Seattle, you watch Sounders games, I've got to tell you, you watch Sounders games on television, and I just want to jump through the television set and be with you. It's like Dortmund, it's like Crystal Palace, it's like Valencia, <laughs> it's like one of the great footballing cultures, um, and we just savor it. So more than anything, I think it was just good timing, guys. Roger, do you, do you think that the, the World Cup's going to come to the, to the Americas in 2026? Do you think there's any chance that Seattle's not one of the venues to host some of the games? Uh, I think it would be. Um, I think it would be unbelievably uh, ridiculous for Seattle not to host it. But at the same time, you know, FIFA are making the decisions uh, with the uh, with the U.S. and uh, Mexico and Canadian officials. And FIFA, they work in mysterious ways. Uh, I, I couldn't be happier that this World Cup is happening. I've just uh, made a 12-part podcast series called American Fiasco, uh, which traces the journey from 1994, where those stonewashed denim players left the swaggering World Cup, where they thought, we can do this now, we're America. And then they just charged Apocalypse Now style into the 1998 World Cup and obviously got hammered by everybody, including Iran. And the sports growth is, was then so fragile, 2026 is going to cement the growth that's really happened uh, since then, World Cup to World Cup. We've got eight years to invest heavily in the game, in coaching, in youth development, in youth identification. Um, America is going to be very ready. And I, I tell you, I cannot wait to come to Seattle in 2026, America's 250th birthday, and just cheer the boys on. What, what do you think is the... Is- the one factor or the several factors, why the, the national team hasn't blown up? Why, why have they not had more success on the national stage in the World Cup? Um, I mean, if they were half as good as our U.S. women, they'd be bloody amazing, right? <laughs> um, I, it, 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 it's not one big thing. This show, American Fiasco, which looks at the 1998 disaster, it wasn't one thing then. It was just a series of 100 awful human decisions that all had consequence. And I think in America, you look at Iceland, 325,000 people, and they have bred pound for pound um, the greatest um, kind of tenacious collective force of young 
footballers. And what they did, they invested heavily in coaching. And I will say the level of coaching in America, if I were to start anywhere, uh, would be the thing that I'd invest an incredible amount of energy in. To be the best American coach right now is a bit like being the best, uh, having the best teeth in England. It's like, you know, the, the competition <laughs> is not that great. And we need to change that. We need to change that. Invest, invest, invest. What is it with the teeth? You know what I mean? The teeth and the food. I mean, we've how many years until we can fix both? Um, you know, I think that's an incredible question. What I care about is the growth of uh, the game I love, soccer, in the land I love, America. I just became an American, so I've divorced myself from that question. Good. Um, and I'm, I'm a pass- American passport holder. I'm an American citizen, and I floss every bloody night. There you go. There you go, Rod. Roger Bennett, our guest. For everyone. Yes, Men in Blazers. Uh, you can go to the website, uh, meninblazers.com. An event tomorrow, the Showbox Theater. Uh, some tickets still available. Event starts at 7 o'clock uh, tomorrow. I know you you got to get on that plane. The uh, first goal the, the, at half right now, Portugal and Spain, it's 2-1. We did a World Amazing. Cup draft. I've got Portugal, and my producer, Jackson, who you talked to, he's got Spain. He's adamant that that first goal should not have even happened that, because it, it should not have been a penalty. What that, are your thoughts? That wasn't a penalty, was it? Um, the, the first goal, I think it was a penalty. I mean, it was a remarkable repeat Ronaldo moment where he, uh, he charged at his uh, teammate, Nacho, and then winked at him once the penalty was awarded. Uh, the the other the, the Spanish goal was fantastic, where mm. Diego Costa yeah. uh, elbowed Pepe in the face. But because it was Pepe, you can do anything to Pepe. He's the <laughs> one player in the world you can do anything to. <laughs> and so the goal stood. The most amazing thing about that first half of football, gent, is Ronaldo two goals, two goals in the World Cup, and yet we haven't had a nipple reveal yet. Not one single nipple has popped out of that shirt, which shows amazing <laughs> self-restraint for the man. But, Roger, what was De Gea doing there on that second goal right before the half? I mean, come on. Right by his by, right by his right, right leg. Two what to one, Jackson. That's all that, can, that's all that matters oh. right now. Two to one. Uh, on. David, David De Gea, I think, being in England, has rubbed off on the lad. He's yeah. never looked more like an English goalkeeper when that ball kind of just Bill Butnered <laughs> off his little yeah. legs. God bless him. God bless him. Enjoy. There'll be a lot more goals in this game. Yes. A lot more goals in this game. I, I do. I feel a Ronaldo nipple reveal coming on, but he's keeping us. Uh, he's treating us mean to keep us keen. Roger, we'll, we'll cut you loose. Uh, the event tomorrow, Men and Blazers, the uh, the podcast, the world tour will be uh, in Seattle at the Showbox Theater. The event starts at seven. Few tickets available still. Uh, we'll give out the website uh, one more time. It was an honor having you on. It was a pleasure. Uh, we look forward to having you on again and have fun in our fair city. Okay. I honestly cannot wait to be there. It's an amazing city. I, my nipples are tingling just thinking I landed there. We will raise many beers tonight. Thanks, guys. Courage, Seattle. Thank you, Bye-bye. Roger. Roger Bennett, Men in Blazers. You go to their websites. Great. It's funny. Uh, you know, you guys know me. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge soccer fan. I've watched these guys over the years. They're hilarious. You don't have to be a huge fan of the sport to appreciate these two. Meninblazers.com. You want more information on the event that's happening tomorrow at the Showbox Theater? Uh, there still are some limited tickets available. Tomorrow, the Showbox uh, Soto Theater, uh, uh, 7 o'clock, the doors will open. They'll be hosting their show, doing a live, uh, doing a podcast of their show in a live studio audience. All right. If he said it was a penalty, it's a penalty. There you go. See, 2-1, Portugal up on Spain. That's right. I've been been on Portugal forever. (laughs) Been on him forever. Uh, Lunch with listeners. Uh, It will bring you the noon hour. Uh, is Puck a schmuck, even though gas is not here and he's been drinking in a bar? We'll still play that. 25 bucks to Jimmy Max. Also, People's Court coming up at 1220. We'll need 12 jurors. A chance to win 25 bucks at Georgetown Brewery. 
It's the Mayor Maple Valley Open. We're all getting ready. On the range, when you're warming up for your round of golf, yes or no, earbuds in, yes or no. 12 jurors will decide at 1220. Neil Scott's got headlines, though, in five minutes.